Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. One of the hottest tickets in town this week was a ticket to hear New York congressional candidate and instant political superstar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So, like, literally just, like, imagine, like, you just wake up one morning and, like, CNN's, like, writing articles about you and you're like, ah. Um. The Democrat was in San Francisco on Tuesday to raise money for her campaign and to promote what some people are calling a democratic socialist movement. But we got to be real clear about what our message is. We got to be really clear what we're about because we need to reclaim this party. But what does it really mean to be a democratic socialist, especially in the Bay Area? Today, I try to get answers to what this so-called movement is. And I got to tell you, it wasn't easy. I'm Erica Aguilar. Welcome to the Bay. You know, I was just scrolling through uh, Facebook, uh, sitting in my favorite Vietnamese place in the mission, and I had, you know, seen this event. Julian Mark is a reporter for the online news site Mission Local. I thought, wow, you know, this this person who has made almost every national headline uh, there is to make, you know, is coming to our neighborhood. It's a grassroots campaign. Can it you believe the numbers was. that you're seeing right now? I cannot believe these numbers right now. In my reporting in the mission, you know, these Democratic Socialists of America DSA members have been present at a lot of meetings. I thought that, you know, going to this event um, and writing about this event would be a great way to sort of cover the rise of this movement. What movement are you talking about? Sort of the resurgence of democratic socialism, you know, post-2016. How are you feeling? (laughs) Can you put it into words? Nope. (laughs) I cannot put this into words. Wow, this line is stretched (laughs) all the way to the car, it looks like. I met Julian at the Gray Area Theater in the Mission, where the fundraiser was held. Describe the scene that you came upon when you first arrived there. Um, I came upon uh, a line down Mission Street, um, waiting to get into th- uh, the Gray Area Theater. There are no tickets. We're all sold out. Thank you. Uh, I spoke to um, a guy named uh, Rigoberto Marquez. Am I saying it right, Rigoberto? Is it Rigoberto? Ah, see. I think he was from Oakland. I live in Oakland. How'd you get it? How'd you score a ticket? Because it was kind of like crazy. So someone that I know posted it on Facebook, and then within two minutes I bought my ticket. The thing I took away from him was um, he was just interested in seeing somebody like around his age and of his ethnicity on the stage, you know, talking politics. 
I really resonate with the message that, uh, that she's really kind of speaking to. It's really more of our, our generation. I mean, it's really great to see someone who's young and who's really kind of using a lot of the language that a lot of us, you know, kind of grassroots organizers have kind of been using in, and then being able to do it on such a large platform. Inside, it almost kind of felt like um, some kind of tech or political convention in there. Gray area has that kind of vibe. Uh, Mayor, there's a cash bar, bathrooms are out front. Uh, we'll be starting by our short program. Um, hey! Nice uh, to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Cool. How well, you doing? When we walked in, there were lots of lines of people getting drinks. Sure. It kind of looked like a little bit of a museum, because it I think they had some exhibit going on and some fancy lights. You know, there were a lot of people roving around. The crowd was, I would say they're young. They were like 20-ish, all the way over to even 40-ish, I think. It was this sort of, I don't know how to put it, uh, almost comradely uh, San Francisco progressive uh, event. I mean, I saw Rebecca Kaplan walk in. Um, I saw David oh, Campos yeah, was there. Oh, yeah, we did see Rebecca yeah. Kaplan. I um, yeah, that. and Tim Redmond was there um, of uh, 48 Hills. A lot of people showed up. There were, I mean, there were a lot of who's who's of, of San Francisco progressive politics there. What it is, it is a grassroots group of people coming together, organizations and individuals. And the goal is really... So this fundraising uh, event was put on by basically a handful of local liberal politics groups. So San Francisco Progressive Alliance, Democratic Socialists of America, San Francisco. San Francisco Democratic Socialists of America. I'll just be honest and say (laughs) that I had no idea what a democratic socialist is. I want to know, how much did you know about democratic socialism before this event? I always thought about it in my mind as, you know, just a very ultra-left um, group of young people who are very uncannily um, involved in local issues. They showed up to very obscure, almost, you know, uh, only meetings that reporters, I think, would, you know, would show up to. I've been here a bunch of times. Um, I work with Democratic Socialists and other groups. Um, I wanted to speak to two things real quick. Uh, first is this question. As we walked through the event and we did all these interviews together and we talked to people, did you find that there was somebody who just said it straight up, like, this is what a democratic socialist is? Well, actually, no. It's basically for working people to take back control of society. It's all about human rights at the end of the day, and I think that's why we're all here. And democratic socialism is that. It's like, hey, you know, at the bare necessities, we should all have access to medical care and we all should have access to an education. When we were talking to Shanti Singh of the San Francisco DSA chapter... And I will be 28 years old in a couple months, so... She said that she would be fine with even dispensing with the Democratic. So, but where does the Democratic come in? And where, where do you, when, like, yeah. when do you tack that on? And how, what is that purpose does that serve? Yeah, um, I think it's, I think Democratic is more, it does mean a lot of different things to different people, but, you know... She was all for a name change. She went back and forth between, you know, calling herself a socialist, and I don't even know if she even called herself a democratic socialist. And I never really got a clear answer on that. Same. Why not just call you, yourselves just the Socialist Party of San Francisco? Um, I actually, yeah, I don't, I don't have name change authority, but, you know, I'm just as comfortable calling myself a socialist as a democratic socialist. Um, I think most of the people in DSA San Francisco are. But also, I don't know, SA doesn't have the same ring to it. But it would would help. It would help, honestly, because the other DSA is the Deputy Sheriff's Association. And that's caused a little bit of confusion. So, you know, I'm going to take that name change under advisement, honestly. There you go. 
There was a lot of buildup. We heard from a lot of local people. Jane Kim spoke. Jane Kim spoke. Nearly a third of eligible American voters across the country are people of color. And yet the Democratic Party spent almost nothing trying to mobilize African-American, Latino, and Asian-American voters in 2016. She welcomes, uh, you know, Ocasio-Cortez up to the stage, and there is just this thunderous roar. She talks about who she is, that she was a third-generation Bronxite. She talks about um, being a Puerto Rican woman. You know, I, I come from a community that has no civic representation that is legislated into second-class citizenship. Um, and I think it's important for us to see ourselves in others. She also, you know, spoke a lot about, you know, really the only thing that she could talk about, which, which was her upset primary win. In New York 14, we were outspent 10 to 1. We're outspent 10 to 1. We were out-endorsed by infinity because when the denominator is zero, that's infinity. <laughs> There weren't, you know, these sort of in-depth, um, you know, discussions about policy. I don't know if that would have been necessarily possible. People are paid uh, less than living wages in a system where people are burdened with unconscionable levels of debt, in a system where rising costs of housing equal, uh, basically equal an opportunity to transfer wealth to those who already have too much. It seems like you were not in... Pressed. For all of the hype and for all of sort of the buildup, like, oh, Alexandria, you know, Alexandria this, you know, Alexandria that, you know, almost given this Messiah aura, you know, she gets on stage and really she is just very fresh to the spotlight. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. After Ocasio-Cortez's speech, what did other people say? Their reaction was one of, um, you know, general inspiration. I did take notes because I was inspired. You took notes. Of course I took notes. Didn't seem like she was very specific on her policies, but she did talk about this movement. She said it over and over again. Yeah, that was the takeaway, and it was the only really takeaway to be um, sort of sort of had. Yeah, I mean, as a young woman of color myself, seeing a young woman of color who's only a year older than me um, have, like go to Congress is just personally incredibly, incredibly inspiring. While there may be a fuzzy line between Democrats and socialists, one dividing issue I noticed was the local DSA's call for the end of capitalism and a redistribution of wealth. Democrats? Uh, not so much. As the event ended and the crowd was pushed out onto the sidewalk, a circle of people crowded around Javanka Beckles. She's the East Bay candidate running for Assembly District 15 who calls herself a democratic socialist. For me, it means that there is enough to share and, and as a society, it's our, it's our moral obligation to do so. And for me, it was obvious that California Democratic politicians, socialists or not, wanted to get in on this Ocasio-Cortez movement. 
The Bay is a production of KQED Public Radio. We bring you episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And did you hear? We're throwing a party next week. Well, actually, we're just kind of getting together for some good food and some drinks. It's going to be fun on August 8th at Southern Pacific Brewing at 6 p.m. You should come out. Hang out with us. Get to know the Bay team, which includes our editor, Vinny Tong, Devin Kadiyama, who's our host, Holly Kernan, and Ethan Lindsay are our senior editors. Our theme music is composed by Dawood Anthony. I'm Erica Aguilar. You've been listening to The Bay. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.